Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, January the 25th, 2021. My mission is to serve the people, to build unity and trust, to influence legislation and public policy for the greater good, to educate and build capacity to promote the people and our area, to build a world-class healthcare system and to improve our population health. That is my mission, that is my purpose, that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Last week in politics, I worked on several issues, including but not limited to a lack of family physicians and psychiatrists, off-highway vehicles and connecting trails, energy, affordable housing, mental illness and addictions, healthcare support through MSI, lack of support through VON and continuing care, provincially owned crown land issues, vaccines for COVID-19, public health rules for COVID-19, and then continued with border issues for both Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. In the past 24 hours, I've been contacted by numerous people, either who live in Cumberland and work or go to school in New Brunswick, or who live in New Brunswick and work or attend school here in Cumberland. New Brunswick changed their mandatory public health order on Saturday, making changes that impact hundreds of people, if not thousands of people in our area, including up to 40% of the people that work at our Cumberland Regional Health Care Center. The changes made by the New Brunswick government will continue to allow people to travel in and out of the province of New Brunswick if they are attending school or work, but they will now be required to provide a weekly COVID-19 test. Some of the changes that are in the document, which I have posted on my Facebook page, state that workers and post-secondary students from New Brunswick who commute daily now have new testing requirements. Workers and post-secondary students from outside New Brunswick who commute daily also have new testing requirements. I was also told that New Brunswick is setting up a testing unit in Sackville, New Brunswick, but the date has not been announced. I will seek more details today and tomorrow around the required testing and will share this information on my MLA Facebook page as soon as I find out more. Saturday's changes also impact truckers who cross the border for work. They are still able to cross but will now also be required to have weekly COVID-19 testing and in the mandatory health order by New Brunswick it's under section 7H where it states commercial transportation operators, for example, truckers, now have this new testing requirement. I was pleased to see Saturday's changes in their mandatory health order also did remove the requirement to have COVID-19 testing for those who are crossing the New Brunswick border specifically for school and daycare reasons, as well as for medical appointments. The testing does remain in place for those crossing the New Brunswick border from Quebec and Maine, but the testing was removed for those crossing the New Brunswick-Nova Scotia border for medical appointments, as well as children who are attending school and attending daycare. I realize that the ongoing changes can be confusing and certainly you're welcome to call my office for clarification where it is a New Brunswick rule and New Brunswick order. My first recommendation would be to contact the Department of Public Safety in New Brunswick for clarification, but we are here to do all that we can to support you through these challenging times. And 
as well. We're working very closely with MLA Megan Mitten, who is our neighboring colleague, MLA across the border in New Brunswick. New Brunswick is working hard to try and control the virus in their province. Their borders with Quebec and Maine are worrisome. However, Cumberland County has a much different presentation of COVID-19 than those other two areas. Pre-pandemic, Cumberland County, Nova Scotia, and Southern Westmoreland County, New Brunswick, became fully integrated over a period of decades and even centuries. Our healthcare system, education, our economies, and our families are split across two provincial borders. Leadership during the pandemic must be wise, collaborative, and based on data and scientific knowledge. I will continue to work with this focus with my provincial colleagues here in Nova Scotia and our friends and neighbors in New Brunswick. Of course, New Brunswick has its own provincial border rules, as well as now Nova Scotia has our own provincial border rules, which can be confusing for people living here in the border community. You really need to be aware of both New Brunswick rules as well as Nova Scotia's rules because they are quite different. Here in Nova Scotia, we continue to field questions about the Nova Scotia border rules. The Department of Environment are responsible for overseeing the work at the Nova Scotia border. And they've actually had some staffing changes at the border. And we've had some challenges with inconsistent application of the rules. People are able to cross the into Nova Scotia across the border and are exempt from the 14-day self-isolation if they are crossing into Nova Scotia for work, school, shared custody, and or medical reasons. If you're having problems crossing for work, that seems to be the main one that we are getting. If you're having problems with border officers asking inappropriate questions about your work, how many people you've seen, where you've been for your work, uh, if you feel like you're being inappropriately questioned or harassed, please contact me and identify the name of the officer that was asking those questions. If you have questions that need clarification around the rules, you're welcome to call my office at 902-661-2288. And thankfully, the manager at the Nova Scotia border, Charlene, has set up an email and phone number for anyone who has questions. And the email address is environmental, period, health, at novascotia.ca and the phone number is 902-424-0285. Please do not hesitate in reaching out and asking any questions that you may have. Last week, I co-chaired a PC policy meeting with my MLA colleague, Alan McMaster. The topic was on energy and I had an opportunity to share the great work being done by the municipality of Cumberland in developing the Industrial Geothermal Business Park. Geothermal energy, in its simplest terms, geothermal means earth heat. It is related to the thermal energy of the earth's interior. So on a large scale, the intensity of this thermal energy increases with depth, that is the temperature of the earth, increases as we travel closer to its center. A global average for earth's geothermal gradient temperature increases with depth, is approximately 30 degrees Celsius per kilometer. So the Earth contains an incredible vast amount of thermal energy. And because of the mine shafts 
in Spring Hill and surrounding area, we have great, great opportunity for geothermal energy in this area. Over the years, two large businesses have been wise and taken advantage of this energy source, cutting their heating costs by over 50% compared to other similar businesses in their industry. Surrette Battery and Byway Packaging, also the local rink and community center in Spring Hill, are also heated and cooled by geothermal with its own independent loop. The CEO of Cumberland Energy Authority, Ray Hickey, provided me with an update which includes they are wrapping up the pre-designed portion and next steps will include a detailed design and then construction on 100 acres just to get started. They will be marketing this geothermal business park to industries that typically require high levels of energy, such as greenhouses and data centers. And I will be looking for ways to support them, especially with businesses that can help us reach our goal to increase local healthy food production. I'm always pleased to be able to work with my municipal partners. And each week, I try to reach out to one or more of my municipal colleagues. So last week, had conversations with Rod Gilroy. We spoke about the Tidnish Walking Bridge. I will continue to try and get provincial funding for this piece, very important piece of infrastructure. Rod is continuing to work on the rebuild of the Shinnemacass Fire Hall. And also, he has been incredible with supporting the community halls in his district, including Linden, Shinnemacass, Tidnish, and Northport. Jennifer Hotailing and I will be meeting soon to again discuss affordable housing. And this is a priority for Jen and I, and I look forward to supporting her in this important work. Fred Gould and I spoke recently about a concern some landowners have in the Fort Lawrence area. He will be discussing this with his council colleagues. Kathy Redman and I both met separately, but with the same business persons regarding a potential new business venture in Cumberland. We are both committed to supporting this new venture. Mayor Murray Scott and I have been talking with some business prospects and both looking to support growth in our amazing County of Cumberland. I have requested to meet with both the County of Cumberland Council as well as the Town of Amherst Council to share the strategic plan for Cumberland North to seek support for work needed, as well as a marketing plan for Nova Scotia Starts Here, Cumberland. I will also be seeking support from both councils for a sidewalk to our hospital. I have a very proud MLA moment that I would love to share with you. Did you know that two women from Cumberland North are playing professional women's hockey? I am so proud of Mallory Rushton and Carly Jackson, who are both playing in the National Women's Hockey League. I've included the schedule of their games on my MLA Facebook page, and I hope you'll join me in congratulating both Mallory Russian and Carly Jackson and their families on this incredible accomplishment. I'd like to also share with you auction information that is now being shared on CFTA every Monday morning. Scott and Natalie Dixon from Amherst own and operate the auction in Truro every Thursday. Forrest McQuaid reports here on CFTA 107.9 every Monday morning at 8.20. Please listen every Monday morning. I'd love to support Scott and Natalie. They're wonderful business people and very community-minded. They support 4-H, local food bank, and many other important uh, initiatives in our, in our county. This week in politics. This week I have several meetings scheduled and will also continue to work on a strategic plan to rebuild our economy while ensuring the health of our people. 
Today, I am meeting with retired nurses who are working with me to lead some important work to inspire and empower healthcare teams throughout our healthcare system. Nurses, CCAs, residential care workers, and other important healthcare professionals are under a great deal of stress in the best of times. Over the last year, the pandemic has brought even greater stress on our valuable healthcare team. This wonderful group I'm working with is starting a society to build important support for all of our healthcare workers. Tomorrow, I'm joining in on a PC Policy Caucus meeting on emergency health services. This continues to be an area of great need here in Cumberland North, as the government continues to not recruit and retain enough paramedics to our area. When our ambulances are properly staffed, they're often being pulled from Cumberland and used in other areas of the province, too often leaving Cumberland North underserviced. On Wednesday, I have PC Caucus meeting. Each week, I meet with my MLA colleagues from across the province. We discuss legislation, regulations, and policy affecting the daily lives of Nova Scotians. Please contact me if you have any provincial needs that you would like to see improvements on. The Cumberland Forestry Advisory Committee is holding our meeting this Thursday. And for a copy of our monthly newsletter, please just contact my office and we will certainly send you the link. Lack of family physicians and psychiatrists continues to be the single biggest problem next to the ongoing pandemic. I am working to develop some new strategies with interested persons in our community. Back between 1999 and 2009, I had started a private business that provided physician management services. This provided physicians with a positive, supportive workplace and was another tool in our recruitment practices. I am looking to work with people in our community as well as those in the Nova Scotia Health Authority and Department of Health to assist me in recruitment and retention of family physicians and psychiatrists to Cumberland North. I have several community projects that I mentioned last week and I'm going to mention again this week uh, that I would love to have some help with. Rebecca Taylor at the Cumberland County Museum informed me recently that this year we celebrate the 350th anniversary of Beaubesson. A good friend and mentor, Morris Hogg, had made a suggestion to me a few months ago that we could build a replica of an Acadian church on the Beaubesson site. This would surely help us to attract and celebrate our Acadian heritage with so many people, including myself, enjoy here and around the world. There's also an upcoming Yorkshire anniversary for us to celebrate and make plans. And my sister-in-law, Janice Smith, informed me last week that I am a direct descendant of this Yorkshire, Yorkshire settlement 250 years ago. If you're interested in helping work on either of these anniversary celebrations, please contact my office at 902-661-2288. I also had someone contact me this summer asking how to get the Pugwash Point Lighthouse to become a community-owned property. The federal government provided the information to me, so anyone interested can certainly call my office and I will put you in contact with one another. Nova Scotia pandemic update is as of Monday morning, Nova Scotia has 19 active COVID-19 cases and had one new positive case on Sunday. There are no hospitalizations in Nova Scotia of patients with COVID-19. New Brunswick's pandemic update is as of Monday morning, New Brunswick has 334 active cases of COVID-19 and had 20 new cases on Sunday.
Of the 334 cases in New Brunswick, 90 of them are located in the neighboring area of Zone 1, which includes Moncton and Sackville. New Brunswick has five people in hospital and two persons in ICU with COVID-19. I would like to extend birthday greetings to anyone celebrating a birthday this week. On Monday, we have Paul Angus and Shane Kelly celebrating, Tuesday, Morris Hogg and Sharman Smith. On Wednesday, Cindy Brown Sperry and Patricia Burke. On Thursday, Quentin Canock and Deborah Curry. On Friday, Desiree Dobson and Cindy Dickinson. And Saturday, Bernice Allen and Jason Morse. Anyone else celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week, please know that I send you my best wishes. I would also like to make special mention of Patty McQuaid, who's celebrating a birthday the following week on February the 3rd. Happy birthday, Patty. Patty, along with her husband, Bert McQuaid, are both just amazing community members in the Pogwash area, and I would like to send special greetings to both of them today. I would like to send my sympathies to anyone in our community who may have lost a loved one recently. And I would like to make special mention to the family and friends of Wilson Bud Morin, Byron Walter Embry, Simpson Miles, Timmy Rector, as well as Adair Mattinson. Please accept my sympathies and anyone else who has lost a loved one at this time. Please know we are sending you comfort at this time of your grief. If you know of someone that you'd like me to send a sympathy card to, or if you know of someone who is celebrating a birthday or an anniversary that you would like me to send special birthday greetings to in the form of a video or of a certificate, please contact my office. We'd be pleased to do so. Our phone number is 902-661-2288. I would like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency update. Nova Scotia starts here in Cumberland. Cumberland is a utopia. There is no more perfection than the pristine beauty we have here in Cumberland during the winter. The sounds, the air, the water, the sky. Cumberland is a gem that shines so brightly with authentic, natural beauty. On the weekend, I had the distinct pleasure of joining Natalie DeVoe, on a hike in the Cobbaquid Mountains, along with nine other women. We hiked deep into the forest along freshwater streams. We shared laughs with the breathtaking beauty known as Cumberland. Natalie owns a business, Living Life Nutrition and Adventures, and it's exactly what we need more of here in Cumberland. Businesses that focus on health and well-being, nature and outdoor beauty and celebrating what we know as Cumberland. Nova Scotia does start right here in Cumberland, and we are Cumberland strong and Cumberland proud. Everyone have a great week. Take care of yourself and take care of one another.